Good evening, Wahoo fans. This is Big Law, your host here for Locked On Virginia Cavaliers podcast. Welcome. This is uh, your first place to come for your Wahoo fix every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody. We got a lot to get into today. I mean, well, we got a, some, a, a little bit to get into, but there are some things that we still have to cover today. Like I said, I'm with you every day, rocking with you. So let's jump right into some of these things. We got uh, Dex Kitchens uh, talk today. We'll talk about that. My homegirl, Jack, Jackie Fantrulli from 247 Sports, put out a really good article. If you get the opportunity to check her out, check uh, go, go do that. Also, we'll talk about the Valley Who's, what they're going to have on the menu uh, at their tailgate. We'll also talk about the Virginia football schedule. We're going to talk about that. You know, there were some things that were circled. Uh, then we'll jump into uh, maybe Bronco Mendenhall may be on the short list of some teams right now that are already looking for coaches. So getting right into it right now, uh, right off the bat, uh, Des Kitchens, uh, Kitchens, excuse me, Des Kitchens was um, uh, out at the uh, practice field today, practice facility, and he gave an interview to reporters. Uh, namely one, uh, my colleagues, Jackie Franchuli, who does a great job for 247 Sports. And uh, some of the things that was said was, was pretty interesting. You know, they were uh, talking about some players, you know, on the ODU roster and how the players on the ODU roster actually uh, played, you know, and how they looked. Uh, he named, you know, a few players, you know, a defensive end, a middle linebacker. You know, he said, those guys are... ACC guys. There's a one corner out there who looks really stunning as well. He, he said their numbers, and um, you know, and he was saying that uh, they are ACC players. They are tough players to uh, to play against, and you have the game plan for it. So I, I think you know th- there there's a different mindset going in to uh, this next week. And speaking of mindset, how about um, you know what he thought that the players mindsets were and he said he felt like you know this was a learning experience right from the jump you know there, there, there is a there you know there, there's a feeling that you get when you win feeling you get when you lose but then you know once all your feelings and all the emotional stuff kind of calms down then you kind of kind of have, have what is called the realization of was i really that good or was i really that bad you know and there and, and that's when growth happens and that's when you kind of figure out you know you know what I could do better to to better myself and the team, you know, and you know how I can I correct my mistakes moving forward because there are a lot of mistakes made. Um, but yeah, but this was at practice Wednesday, uh, and you know there there are different things that I feel that this team needs to you know needs to look forward uh, to changing. Uh, he talked about the offensive line, the offensive line. He said that's that's uh, a little bit of a work in progress because you you have a total totally new front five in front of uh, Brendan Armstrong, you know, and you know are are you figuring that you know because of that are we going to change some things? You know, I talked yesterday about you know the offensive line needing some help, meaning are they going to you know you know chip? Uh, someone, which if you're not familiar with what chipping is, chipping is if you're a extra person blocking. You got five guys blocking, offensive lineman, right tackle, left tackle, 
excuse me, right tackle, left tackle, center, guard, guard. So that's five folks blocking that are your uh, protectors. And then you can also give them some help, whether you leave in an extra man, whether it's a tight end, or you can put in a uh, running back back there to protect uh, in all different ways, whether he's protecting from the guys rushing up the middle or he can protect with some of the guys on the outside as well. So that's a, uh, you know, th those are things that you'll be able to, to you know, to, to see what adjustments they make based off of this uh, game that they just had. And, I mean, it was a five-man front. So a five-man front means, hey, it's man-on-man, and my guy is 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 going to challenge your guy. And a lot of times if they get in, instant penetration, it's because somebody lost immediately on the front line. So I'll be watching the front line very closely, you know, and seeing, you know, who's having trouble, who's not having trouble, and, you know, and who's dominating, you know, uh, their man on this side of the ball. Because I think ODU, you know, they, <laughs> Coach uh, – Elliot will say, once we put it on film, we got to own it. You know, it's out there. And as it's out there, you know, we're, we're, it's up to us to make the adjustments. And I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of adjustments this team uh, will make. But uh, but, th but this is a – also, keep in mind, this is a Wahoo Wednesday as well. Forgot to throw that out there uh, in the beginning. But, yes, this is a Wahoo Wednesday. So uh, he also spoke about the uh, – you know the intensity on the field. Uh, so one of the reporters had asked, asked, you know, what what play can, can you kind of get a feel of what's going on on the uh, on the field, and you really can't really get the feel, in my opinion, because he said he's up in the press box, and when you're in press box, yeah, you get an idea as to seeing what the uh, you know what's going on on the field. You can see everything, but you also lose the feel of the game. The emotion of the game, you know, what players are getting excited, what players are down, what players need to be motivated, what players may need some further instruction in the moment. That's are some of the, those are some of the things that you lose being in a press box, you know. And for me, coaching, I've been both. You know, I've been in the press box up top, and I've also been on the field. And believe it or not, I think I I, I prefer to be in the press box, you know, just because it just gives me. Uh, keeps my mind clear and helps me analyze what I see, so I can make the proper adjustments. At, you know, as I see fit. Sometimes when you get involved on the field with the players, you got big plays, you have emotion, you got players upset, players excited. You know, you got your other colleagues, your other coaches. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, telling you, you know, you need to get somebody over there to help this guy or. You know, this guy's beating this guy to death. Keep using him. And there's just all kinds of emotions and all kinds of uh, statements going around. And you have to keep your mind on task. Make sure you're going to call the proper play at the proper time. And you got to stay, you know, in the game. You know, what's going on on the field. There's just too many distractions for me uh, when I was coaching, you know. Uh, and I, I just, I, I, I was one of the kind of coaches, if I was going to, help with play calling and also spot plays. Um, I, I need I need to be in the uh, press box. Also, you know, if you're a young coach and you're on a staff, just a, just a sidebar here, also just some advice, try to uh, get into the press box or, or be, you know, up there earlier in your coaching career because you learn so much. 
that's what happened to me. You know, I, I was on the uh, I, I was in the press box earlier in my coaching career, and it really taught me so much more from just viewing everything from a you know from a you know from an eagle eye standpoint, and uh, just some advice from uh, Big Law, uh, and, and I think you'll be uh, more successful going through your uh, careers coaching uh, for those young coaches coming up. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football, league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sporting uh, events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. So yes, getting back into what's going on with the uh, you know with the Cavaliers and Coach Desk Kitchens uh, meeting with the the team. Uh, excuse me, meeting with the uh, reporters today. Uh, I was just very interested to in seeing, you know, what he felt was the the things you need to work on, you know, how players were reacting. He said today, this Wednesday, was the best Wednesday practice that they've had of the year so far. I know it's early. This would be the third Wednesday. Because remember, there's a Wednesday for first game of the year, second game of the year, this the third game of the year. And he said last last Wednesday was probably one of their worst Wednesdays. But he said this Wednesday was off the charts. He said it was a great Wednesday's practice. And a lot of it is based off of focus. Um, you know, you're doing something called a thud. Uh, and I believe they do that up until Wednesdays and Thursdays. They slow down and Fridays. They just want to relax the guys, get them prepared, and, and uh, you know, re-energize for the game on Saturday. You got to save their legs. But the uh, Wednesday, you know, you typically you, you typically do not want to take your own players to the ground as a coach. So we do something called not tackling. It's called thud. And thud means you hit, you wrap up, and you let go. You know, it's almost like it's almost like a half tackle. You know, is what thud is. But you know, it gives you the, the feel of, of, of what you need for the contact. But you don't have to take them to the ground. So they had a good thud day. <laughs> on Wednesday, I think that's a great thing, you know, especially, you know, for the defensive side of the ball. Um, I'm interested to see what the offensive side of the ball, as far as the offensive line, you know, how they react, because they're clearly under the microscope in front of everybody. Other coaches, uh, fans, everybody is watching the offensive line because, you know, you figure the reputation of Brendan Armstrong combined with the other receivers, you know, the running back weaponry that they have, you know, and the only thing that was a big question mark was the uh, offensive line. So, um, and, you know, the, the, the team is, is, is definitely, you know, in the middle of a what we call a transition. You know, we don't know exactly. This game is very pivotal right now. You know, this team could come out like gangbusters on Saturday or they could have an issue – similar to what they had last week, because they got some beaters. They got some games 
uh, some players, some gamers, you know, on the uh, ODU team. Of course, remember that game is at two o'clock uh, Saturday the seventeenth. This Saturday coming up. Make sure you get there early. Don't don't what they say. Don't meet me there. Beat me there. You know, and we got to fill that stadium up to show this team support uh, that they deserve for this season. Right along with that, you know, I got to looking and got to thinking. All right. You look at the schedule when it first comes out, and you look at it, and you circle. Say, oh, man, that's a win. That's a win. Mm, this could be a loss. Mm, maybe a win. So, you know, let's do that right now. After just two games, let's go ahead and just throw that out there. So, obviously, the win, uh, first game of the year against Richmond, debacle, terrible loss against um, Illinois last week. Now you come to ODU. This is a pivotal game right before you get into conference play. Because once you get into conference play, it's it's on and popping. And there's no turning back. So, um, you know, and, and to go into conference play with a 2-1 and one record is probably a, uh, you know, it's definitely something that most teams and most coaches w- want to go into conference play with a winning record. So ODU being the pivotal game that it is, didn't think it'd be this a pivotal game, but it really is. And it's not pivotal just because they lost. It was the way that they lost. So if they lose, you know, in that manner, you know, are we going to, you know, falter similarly how we just faltered uh, last week? Or are they going to come out like gangbusters, put up 40 points and, uh, you know, and blow this team out? That's what we want to see with this team. Also, we're going to see what the coaches, what the coaches adjustments are. You know, my thing is. The biggest adjustments, they always say this, comes from week one to week two. But this team, actually, if there was an adjustment, it, they, they kind of went backwards. So maybe the, their biggest adjustment is coming now. It's coming from week two to week three, and, we're mon- and we'll monitor that. We'll speak about that. We'll figure out you know, what was the, uh, the best uh, week as far as a uh, jump in uh, greatness, you know, how, how good the team could be from, from week to week. But I think this week is pivotal from this week, week three to week four, excuse me, from week two to week three should be the biggest jump. And and we should see this team, uh, totally take off, especially based off of what we saw last week. So let's go ahead and run down the schedule really quick so that we can kind of talk about, you know, what's a possible win, what's a possible loss. Of course, ODU this Saturday, Saturday after that, they go to Syracuse. Remember, Syracuse has Robert Anai, who was the offensive coordinator under Bronco Mendenhall for all the years he was at at Virginia here. And Robert Anai was one of these coaches where he's super analytical, as most offensive coordinators are. But, you know, he he left with a, um, shall I say, not on good terms at all with the UVA uh, management, UVA fan base. Um, you know, he was doing a heck of a job, you know, getting the offense where it was. But there were some things or some rumors that was said about, um, you know, what he was encouraging some players to do. You know, I'm not going to say it on here, but you can probably go look some of these things up. But uh, but th- this is something to, to check out because he's coming in, he's coming in blazing, and of course he's looking for holes to, um, to to put up a lot of uh, a lot of points. You know, rumor has it that maybe 
he almost maybe wanted to stay, you know, at uh, University of Virginia before he got a job uh, offered to go to Syracuse. Just, you know, I don't want to put too much out there, but that's just maybe something that's, that maybe is uh, going around uh, the rumor mill. But Syracuse is next. Then there is an away game, uh, October 1st, at Duke. Uh, and I think the Duke team, I think they, they can definitely um, put a number on Duke, you know, as long as they stay within themselves, don't turn the ball over, and, and, and play Wahoo football the way that they're capable of. But we're still determining that, really. So maybe uh, this week we'll determine what's Wahoo football, right? <clears throat> so we'll uh, talk about that, you know, when that time comes. Or even after this game, we'll talk about what Wahoo football really is. And then we look at um, Illinois, the uh, excuse me, Louisville. Uh, after that, on the August, August, October 8th, and then you have a bye week, I believe. Then you come back on the 20th, and you got Georgia Tech away at Georgia Tech. And then we finish up with, like, uh, let's see here. We finish up with three, four games in a row after the Georgia Tech game at home. That's Miami, October 29th, UNC, November 5th. Pittsburgh, November 12th. Coastal Carolina, November 19th. That's a huge game as well. Then, of course, close out the year. Go to Blacksburg on November 26th to play Virginia Tech in the rival uh, Commonwealth Clash game as they always play. So I'm looking at that schedule. That schedule uh, looks a lot harder to me um, than it it did uh, since the beginning of the year or even after the Illinois game, I'm, I'm sorry, the, uh, excuse me, the Richmond game, you know, it looks, the schedule looks a little bit more of a daunting task, so we'll, uh, <laughs> we're going to have to check into that and, and see what you think. Um, shout out to, also, I, I mentioned it on my last uh, show, that uh, what tailgate I'm going to, I'm going to see the Valley Hoos this weekend. How about the Valley Hoos put out there? Uh, menu for the weekend shout out to them um, let's go ahead and put out the menu I, I want to want you guys to hear what they got going on and how they really get it cooking in some of these tailgates that we go to and some of these ones that we uh, that we judge so they're gonna have uh, ribs they're gonna have pastrami hamburgers footlong hot dogs cowboy beans pork sandwich uh, strawberry daiquiris and they're having a fry bologna sliders Man, that sounds like a great tailgate to me. Shout out to the the folks out there, the Valley Hoos and Charles Carter. Looking forward to having a good time and hanging out with you guys and seeing if you guys can uh, get the title back. That's going to be amazing. But that is an awesome lineup uh, when we're talking about food there. So, um, yes, you know, because of that menu, I mean, I'm going to have to get there early, uh, you know, with my crew. We're definitely going to have to figure some things out about uh, testing and and getting there and having a good time. Uh, how about this for for other news? You know, I, I, you know, what Des Kitchings was talking about a little earlier. Getting back to what Coach was saying, he was talking about players that look good. He said Ronnie Walker looked good. Uh, he looks like they're trying to work him back into the system. I think I would very, very like, very much would like to see Ronnie Walker get out there and get an opportunity to run the ball. He's been very patient. He's been injured. But I think he definitely deserves a chance uh, to, to see what uh, to see you know what he can offer this team 
at this point. And I, I know that you know they they have a lot of running backs now. They you know they have a you know a pretty deep stable. But is Ronnie Walker the man? Um, you know, could he be the man? You know, right now, uh, Paris Jones is uh, holding down that position. When Mike Hollins came in last week, he looked good as well. You know, I think that these running backs have a lot to uh, to try to to try to prove right now because there's, you know, like, being that there's a microscope on the passing game and how difficult it was for them, the running game is something that can really help alleviate a lot of the pressure off of the passing game. And also give them give give the you know the quarterback uh, another option to uh, play fake you know or play action uh, off of uh, you know that may be a uh, something that they could uh, use a little bit more to 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 hold off the pass rush. Typically, you know w- when you uh, play fake or you pl- or run fake uh, play action, it makes some of the defensive linemen that are rushing slow up some because they may feel like because they do feel like. The running back may have the ball instead of going for the quarterback. The running back went towards the line, so it makes them stop. Maybe take what was called a false step, you know, and look inside before they continue their pass rush. But in the meantime, if the quarterback is a great faker of the ball, you know, a la if I'm dating myself, Steve DeBerg, one of the best play fakers, uh, play action quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. You know, we'll put the ball into the belly, pull it out, keep your head down so it looks like the ball actually is in there, and then come up, you know, and look like, you know, oh, man, you know, there's uh, an opening down the field. That's what a great play fake can do for you. You can slow up your pass rush uh, or the pass rush is coming at you and also help you receivers get some time to get down the field and get into that mid-level area between the safeties and the linebackers. Oh, did I tell you that also the linebackers – uh, have a tendency or they will step up because typically your first thing you do as a linebacker is something we you take something called a read step all right I take a read step where you take a step forward or a step and a half to try to number one stymie the run you know that's typically what base defenses do your your linebackers first uh, uh, job is to stop the run and when you do that you take a read step you, you take a step up and then if you do a play fake there you know hopefully you get them to take Three, four, five read steps or, or, or uh, false steps coming forward. But if you you know you can only get a one or two extra steps out of them, that still could be a, a lot of space that they leave behind them that will allow the, the wide receivers to uh, catch some balls um, interme- in, into the intermediate areas, you know, 10, 12, 15 yards down the field. So maybe the running game could be the answer, you know, for this team. And, you know, I feel like it's definitely a, an opportunity to continue to prove themselves, you know, in, uh, you know, in, in an area where we haven't seen much lately. You know, the 100-yard rushing job by Parrish Jones on uh, the first game of the year, you know, everyone was very happy for that. You know, they, they really like to see that. So maybe we, we can um, see that revive come, you know, when, when they come back to play at the uh, Scott Stadium this uh, Saturday. So right now, uh, in other news, how about, uh, you know, there's the rumor mill going around. You already have teams, uh, or a team in particular, that has uh, that may be in a coaching search or will be in a coaching search. How about Nebraska? The legendary football program could be looking for a particular coach. And the particular coach could be Bronco Mendenhall. That is another rumor that's going around the rumor mill. Matt Rule as well. Uh, former Panthers uh, coach 
you know, uh, for the last few years. That's going around as well. So you could have Matt Rule, Bronco Mendenhall on the rumor mill uh, right now, maybe even bringing them back in, you know, uh, to, to the coaching world prematurely, you know, to the college coaching world. I think Nebraska would definitely love Bronco back into the, uh, you know, into the mountain. Well, Nebraska's, Nebraska's kind of flat, but it's close to the Rockies. You know, I think he would love, he's more, a little bit more of a West Coast guy. He probably would love to get back over there uh, toward the West Coast, you know, towards the mountains, towards the Rockies. Probably where he's more comfortable. But I believe he probably sold his property out here in uh, Virginia. And he, you know, went back to the West side um, of the uh, United States. So, you know, shout out to Coach Bronco. Of course, he does have the, um, the what is it, the coaching podcast um that he's doing where he's you know pretty much you know talking to people talking to coaches uh you know in the manner that he does and i'm very interested to see and i haven't seen it yet but i will get an opportunity to check it out and when i will i will report it to you viewers and listeners as well but i got us uh looking at the clock on the wall i gotta get out of here i appreciate all of you for tuning in and this has been a great wahoo wednesday look for me tomorrow on thursday uh on uh, what is this? We got Thursday. I think Thursday we're going to do a give you guys a quick teaser. We're going to look at the the roster for ODU, you know, and kind of get an idea of what to expect from them, and uh, maybe give you. Some. And then uh, Friday, of course, we'll do the uh, we'll, we'll do the pregame, you know, the review for both of them, uh, both the teams. But thank you guys for tuning in, and listen, listening. But this has been Virginia. Locked on. Locked on Virginia. Big law here. Thank you for making us your first listen every day.